Hello everyone. Thank you for joining me on the 5th episode of Sports Business Updates, my weekly podcast featuring the biggest sports business news from India and the rest of the world. In this week's episode, I will talk about India's sports merchandise sector and how Puma plans to capture the market by re-entering with Indian Premier League and a partnership with the Royal Challengers Bangalore. I will also speak about Indian Super League's impressive viewership numbers. I'll speak about Comscore's recently conducted state-level clusters in India digital consumption report and what are the learnings from that. I'll also talk about the International Center for Sports Safety's report on sports betting in India and I'll also talk about why Facebook has opted out from the sports digital rights market. So let's get into the details. Our first update is about Puma signing a partnership with Royal Challengers Bangalore and re-entering the Indian Premier League. Puma has signed a three-year partnership with uh, Indian Premier League franchise Royal Challengers Bangalore and Puma aims to accelerate the merchandising market's growth in India with this deal. Puma will have exclusive retailing rights to Royal Challengers Bangalore's takedown and replica jerseys. And uh, to that, they will add uh, pan-India merchandise reach for the franchise across retail and e-commerce channels. And the collection will uh, also include a fanware range of uh, t-shirts, shorts, pants, flip-flops, caps, etc. This, by the way, marks Puma's re-entry in the Indian Premier League. Uh, So Puma had uh, started off with uh, uh, the first season of IPL and I think they continued sponsoring teams uh, for the for the first few seasons and they exited the market and now they've come back but why have Puma decided to re-enter the Indian Premier League when other big brands have uh, decided to exit uh, Indian Premier League so according to Abhishek Ganguly the managing director of Puma India uh, the team merchandising market in India is pretty restricted and uh, that's the gap Puma India has spotted and they're expecting to fill fill the gap uh, very and and they also strongly believe that uh, their partnership with one of India's most followed brands that is Royal Challengers Bangalore that has uh, Virat Kohli, A.B. de Villiers and the other other big players uh, representing them uh, they they think they can match the 50 to 60 crore uh, merchandising market in India uh, that is the size of uh, you know sports merchandising market in India. Uh, so around 50 to 60 crore Indian rupees, and they feel that they can match that uh, match that revenue that uh, the sector generates uh, in the first year of uh, the association with Royal Challengers Bangalore. That is a very ambitious target. But with you know with Puma's promotion plan, uh, which includes merchandise through its social media platforms, websites, exclusive stores multi-brand channels, uh, large format stores like uh, Lifestyle and Shopper Stop and even in uh, you know the Royal Challengers Bangalore Bar and Cafe. I think uh, with, uh, with these, out- these outlets to sell and uh, with you know big names uh, you know in the team with Virat Kohli being you know the, the brand ambassador for Puma uh, uh, in India. I think with, uh, with this combination I'm sure they can look at uh, you know, uh, achieving uh, the ambitious target that they've set. Uh, Puma India also are looking at benefits beyond sales. So this is not just about sales. Uh, You know, besides the commercial opportunity, Puma are looking to grow 
the nascent sports merchandise sector in India. And uh, they also intend to build a culture of sports by creating an emotional connect between fans and the teams. And, uh, and in this case, it's the Royal Challengers Bangalore. So they strongly believe that, um, you know, um, everyone has an idol uh, in cricket. And uh, a lot of youngsters and kids look up to uh, Virat Kohli as a captain of India. And the other strong players that uh, Royal Challengers Bangalore have in the armory. So uh, they feel that, you know, they, they can create that culture of, uh, of, of, of some of uh, these international players, these big players uh, and, and, and the fans, uh, they can, you know, they can definitely try and build something around this, uh, which, which makes a lot of sense because uh, sports is all, it's, it's all about, uh, you know, um, having, having a hero, following a hero, following a team. So, uh, It'll be really interesting. Uh, what we will look out for is uh, by the end of uh, 2021, uh, you know, uh, if this statement of, uh, you know, matching the 50 to 60 crore uh, market in the first year, uh, we will keep a lookout on that. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can report something positive uh, with, uh, you know, with this towards the end of uh, this year. So, that was our first update. Moving on to a second update. Uh, our second update is uh, about uh, Indian Super League's impressive viewership numbers. So the recently concluded Indian Super League uh, season, which I spoke about in um, in the in the previous podcast about uh, how it was, uh, you know, organized uh, so well with uh, with you know within with the COVID restrictions. How this was. The first in the first tournament, uh, first sporting tournament that uh, was played on the Indian soil, uh, you know, in a bio bubble. Uh, so, so it definitely was a very successful tournament. And uh, with everything we spoke about last time, I think uh, now reports have uh, surfaced about uh, you know how successful it was from a viewership perspective. So, uh, so it it so it. It is believed that, uh, or it is reported rather, that uh, the tournament, uh, you know, it started with a bang when it registered close to 3.42 billion viewing minutes in the first week of the televised event. And uh, the opening game uh, clocked in an 0.96 TV rating, uh, while the time spent per viewers, that is uh, TSV, for the entire season shot to 28 minutes which is a uh, 16% growth over uh, season six. That is the previous uh, uh, Indian Super League tournament. Um, it also registered a spike of 16% on viewership at an all India level with an 18% growth in the Hindi speaking market. So uh, this basically means that uh, football, uh, the Indian Super League, Indian football has now traveled uh, really well amongst uh, you know the Hindi speaking markets of India. And um, it, it just doesn't stop there. Uh, the, you know, digitally, they've managed to do uh, really well and, uh, you know, uh, gone shoulder to shoulder with, uh, with, uh, with uh, the television numbers. So as far as uh, the chatter on social media is concerned, uh, in comparison to the previous edition, that is the sixth uh, uh, tournament of Indian Super League, the, the seventh season had, a, had created quite a buzz. Uh, Indian Super League social media chatter has uh, registered a 137% growth over the uh, sixth season. And uh, in terms of uh, searchability on Google, the Google search index saw 
a growth of 87% over the last season. So some incredible numbers to match the amazing tournament that was uh, conducted by FSTL. So uh, well done on that. Uh, and this just shows that, you know, football is here to grow in India. Uh, so that was a second update. Moving on to a third update. Um, this is not necessarily, uh, you know, uh, anything to do with sports business, but this is about, uh, you know, uh, how how digital is consumed in India. So, so Comsco uh, has recently conducted a state-level clusters in India report. Uh, so this basic report, basically, this is a report about how how uh, how digital how how Indian population is consuming digital, uh, and and the findings are very insightful, uh, especially for international sports entities and uh, rights holders who are looking at India as a market. And here are the top four takeaways from the report. So the first one, India's digital population is estimated to be somewhere in the range of 468 million. Uh, so there are 468 million internet uh, users in India. Uh, and India stands second only to China, uh, which has a digital population of 901 million. So there is a big gap, but uh, you know, the numbers are incredible uh, in terms of uh, you know, 468 million. A second takeaway, uh, interesting takeaway from this report was that the clusters. So, what are the top five clusters? So, uh, the top five clusters in India are Maharashtra, Goa, uh, the state of, uh, and I'm talking about states. So, Maharashtra and Goa uh, is at number one with uh, 66.4 million, uh, you know, uh, digital population. Uh, Uttar Pradesh is at number two with 48.58 million digital population. Then the cluster of West Bengal, Sikkim and Odisha, which is your uh, east and, uh, you know, a bit of northeast, uh, that comes in at 43.93 million digital population. Uh, then we have uh, Andhra Pradesh and Telangana at 41 million. Uh, they, they are fourth. And uh, the fifth biggest cluster in India is Tamil Nadu, Pondicherry. So this is interesting because uh, Pondicherry uh, is a union territory if I'm correct. So Tamil Nadu and Pondicherry amount to 39 million uh, digital population. So basically uh, Maharashtra and Goa and West Bengal, Sikkim, Odisha. Okay, uh, these are the really interesting ones for for uh, for anyone in the sports business uh, wanting to uh, you know engage with their fans in India. So these are huge sports markets, especially for football. Uh, Mumbai, Goa, West Bengal, uh, you know, uh, moving towards uh, Odisha. Odisha is uh, anyways very popular with its sports culture and, uh, you know, how they're pushing tourism around sports. Uh, Odisha, Sikkim and, uh, you know, the other states uh, of the Northeast, uh, they're very strong when it comes to sports, not just viewership, but also participation. So uh, that's what makes this uh, cluster report interesting from a sports perspective. Moving on to our third takeaway, key takeaway was these clusters together, these five clusters that I spoke about, okay, they contribute to 51% of total, 51% of the total India digital population. So if you're doing, if you're doing any communication in these five clusters, you know you're doing it right because these are the biggest uh, 
they they comprise 50 50 more than 50 percent of uh, the digital population of India. And our final key takeaway was that with uh, 66.44 million unique visitors from Maharashtra and Goa, this cluster, these two states, contribute to 14 percent of the total Indian digital population. Again, this is really huge because uh, you know uh, this just means that you know if you're doing anything around these uh, around this cluster, you're reaching out to 14% of the total digital population of India. Uh, very insightful from you know uh, forming any sort of uh, uh, strategies for fan engagement, uh, especially from a sports uh, perspective. So there you go. Those are the four key takeaways. Another interesting learning from uh, from this report, which I spotted, was that uh, you know uh, what are the best or rather the top five publishers uh, in these clusters. Okay, so uh, what are people uh, you know uh, this digital population looking at? Uh, where are they going to find their news or or publications? So uh, here are the list. Uh, here's the list. Sorry, uh, Google, uh, Facebook. Then there's Amazon sites, which includes you know your Amazon dot in and uh, Amazon Prime Video uh, and all the other sites that Amazon has. Uh, then there is Times Internet sites. So Times Internet uh, has multiple sites. Uh, they have a bouquet of uh, of different websites uh, for different types of topics. So uh, they come in uh, in the top five, and the fifth one is the shopping giants Flipkart. So, uh, so yeah, so uh, so this is where people are, you know, people from these clusters, the digital population, are uh, going to for their for you know for their news and to browse uh, internet. So, uh, yeah, I think uh, this uh, was a very interesting report, and uh, you know, it could be. Uh, used in terms of uh, you know research a starting point to research uh, how big is the indian uh, you know internet uh, market how big is the indian digital population and uh, you know what from this could be the right uh, you know how could you form a strategy around these key numbers uh, around fan engagement for sports teams and uh, rights holders from europe and the west trying to get into india so guys that was our uh, third update Moving on to our fourth update, uh, this is a really interesting one because this talks about uh, the size of uh, you know the sports betting market in India. As you all know, uh, sports betting is uh, not legal in India. The closest thing you can get to uh, you know doing anything around uh, sports uh, in India online is fantasy gaming, which is which is a booming sector, and uh, you know uh, the proof. That it is booming is uh, uh, Dream Eleven, which is uh, you know India's first unicorn around uh, fantasy gaming, uh, which is incredible. This is something that uh, nobody could think about uh, probably you know uh, five to eight years ago. So uh, you know uh, uh, fantasy gaming has really elevated uh, you know how how Indians uh, you know consume and engage with sports uh, in a way. But uh, yeah, uh, that is fantasy gaming for you. But when it comes to uh, online betting around sports, it's a complete no-go zone. Uh, although there are a lot of you know betting companies looking at India, wanting to get into India, uh, if and when the license opens up. But um, you know, uh, and I don't, you know, I, I, 
it's 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 a very sensitive topic uh betting around sports in india but uh, if you leave the sensitivity and personal opinions to one side and if you look at it from uh you know from a realistic uh, revenue generation and uh, you know how it could help uh the government uh and how how this whole uh, sports betting issue could be curbed is by of course legalizing sports betting and uh, you know um you need and, and and the government needs to look at what's happening in the us as well uh but anyways um what's interesting is why uh, sports betting should be legalized i'm not saying it it will or it should be but it's this is just a pure opinion and uh, this is based on a recent report by uh, the international center for sports safety so they came up with this report uh, and you know there are these four interesting points that i wanted to talk to you guys about so the first one is that uh, there are an estimated 183 million bettors in india okay which is uh, again uh, a crazy number okay uh, out of these 183 million bettors in india 48% of the males uh in that category bet on sports at least once a month you heard it right once a month okay 48% people are betting on sports once a month uh and uh, you know 80% of these bets are placed on cricket okay so 80% plus rather 80% plus of these bets are placed on cricket and the rest are broken down between you know football and uh uh you know um tennis uh i think these are the two other popular categories of sports uh on which there is maximum betting happening from a sports perspective in india um and these and you know these are some mind boggling numbers for a country where uh you know legal betting is only allowed on horse racing uh and that to you know around the race course vicinity so it's incredible that you know there's uh, so much betting going on in india um uh, according to of course according to international center for sports safety and i'm not seeing it it's them uh but you know one thing that you can learn is that you know uh, there's such tremendous potential to increase incomes through taxes on betting and uh, you know i just hope that uh, some day the indian government legalizes sports betting and hopefully learns from the us market where you know uh you know where uh you know recently sports betting has been legalized uh, in different different states and it's just you know created a you know like a like an uptick in uh, you know sports sports betting related businesses and uh, opportunities to improve the economy through official betting so you know it's not just about you know the money but it's also about creating an economy around uh, around uh, this sector and uh, you know uh, if the total turnover of the market uh, of of uh, sports betting in india right now is 130 million us dollars okay uh, imagine uh, if it is legalized what could the limit be so uh, just this is just some food for thought uh, once again i'm not saying that the indian government uh, has to legalize betting it's just something that uh, i thought i'll speak about and uh, moving on to our fifth and final update is about uh, facebook opting out of uh, you know uh, sports sports rights uh, deals uh, they won't be doing any more 
sports related uh, uh, you know deals for live streaming uh, it's really interesting because there was a time when facebook had bid close to 610 million us dollars for uh, for live streaming rights for the indian premier league uh, but they were beaten by uh, a consolidated consolidated bid by star sports uh, since then um, since that failed bid uh, facebook looked at focusing on football or soccer media rights uh, and successfully onboarded deals with la liga in india and uefa champions league in latin america however it has now been reported that facebook has decided not to renew its football media rights deal um and uh, they won't be uh, they won't be uh, doing any any such sort of deals uh, going forward and uh, this was uh, according to rob shaw uh, the company's uh, director of sports leagues and media partnerships so both contracts which are signed in 2018 are actually due to expire this year and the decision not to renew the deals was purely because facebook believes that uh, traditional media right deals aren't Uh, you know uh, compatible with uh, with its video business model so that was a big no no for them and it's understandable i think you know uh, these media right deals are so expensive uh, and facebook uh, was showing these matches without any advertisements uh, so there was no revenue coming in so uh, yeah that could be one of the reasons why uh, they decided not to renew interest or you know pursue uh sports right deals any further uh anyways guys this was the fifth and final update and this brings us to the end of uh, this week's sports business updates i hope you all enjoyed the podcast and uh you know as usual for more business news updates and infographics do follow us on twitter and instagram at uh, sportsnexusco you can also follow me on uh, twitter at nilesh14 that's uh, nilesh14 uh and uh, guys this has been uh your friend and host nilesh uh you've been listening to sports business updates which is a sports nexus production thank you very much for your support and uh, you know listening into uh my fifth episode and i hope you guys continue to support me and share my podcast which is available on anchor spotify apple podcast uh and uh, and google uh, podcast as well so Thank you once again and have a great weekend and speak to you guys next week thanks